0: This is The Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geeks, show number 528, recorded on March 24th, 2022. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find the way your home. News reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for The Average Tech Guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios here, and spring is on its way. Gavin, tell, remind me again, wh- where are you located? What what part of the world do you live in? Toronto. I, I'm just on the outskirts of Toronto. Okay, so east, basically east coast, right? For, uh, right. This Toronto sits over the east coast of the U.S., is that right?
1: no well it's like above Most buffalo kind of like around there
0: like yeah. in omaha that's all east so we consider oh, okay. that the east coast <laughs> i
1: figure i figured that anything you were just like oh over on that side yeah we we're don't eastern standard time <laughs> anything on
0: that side of the mississippi is east coast we're okay saying, yeah those <laughs> east coasters are you guys getting any spring weather are you, you excited about it coming
1: it's really weird. Like the weather is going up. It's been up like 10, 15. We hit 18 degrees Celsius at right, one point. Right. Um, all the snow is melted uh, at this point. We had crazy windstorms last night mm-hmm. um, and lots of rain falling. And then, you know, with all that going on next week, they say we might get a little more snow coming in again. They're watching out for that. Yeah, don't so.
0: don't get uh <laughs> don't get suckered into that that whole second spring thing. Yes, it's, it's not real. Yeah. It's One of the real.
1: golf courses actually opened up down the road. Um, so some people are getting out already to golf.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, global warming is helping with that, because we get, the, the warmer days are just a little bit warmer, which is kind of yeah. nice. I mean, it's the yeah. 70s here. So, well, hopefully, if you're listening to this now, you're in some great weather. And with, certainly for our friends down in Texas, they just got slammed the last couple nights. And uh, ho- hopefully everyone is safe. But it is that time of the year, a spring here, at least in the Midwest, is pretty crazy. But, of course, We'll, um, we'll post a show with some world-class show notes, and I'll have a few from tonight out at TheAverageGuy.tv. Don't forget, you can watch us uh, again, uh, sort of live, the YouTube premiere every Saturday, noon Central. Uh, and you can jump in and just watch it again. A bunch of us kind of show up, and you can jump in the chat room, and it's a good way to chat. And You don't even have to listen, and you can, or maybe you, you got distracted the first time you listened to it, or you could just come out and join us. Noon Central, TheAverageGuy.tv. YouTube. You've heard him already, but Gavin Campbell is with us tonight of uh, hometech.fm fame. And Gavin, welcome back.
1: Thank you very much. Great to be back. You know, like uh, we always seem to have a big topic every time I, I come back. So I'm looking forward to getting into what we're
0: going to talk about tonight. Yeah, it's going to be great. Some ho- some home networking yep. uh, is on tap. Let's figure out what's going on at hometech.fm though. What kind of things, how's that going and what, what have you guys been covering over there?
1: Oh, it's been great. Home Tech FM, for those not familiar, uh, we cover um, a lot of home automation stuff. So anything to deal with. And we cover various spaces. So we're covering the DIY space. That's where I come in. Um, we cover the pro space. You know, TJ and Seth um, help with that. We cover news. Um, we're, we have some home projects we feature. We're even talking about projects that we're working on. Like right now, TJ's working on a new van he got. You know, seth trying to get brave enough to automate his kitchen range right like he's oh. we're trying to wait for a time when the wife's not home so he can pull it <laughs> apart right um he's, and I he's just,
0: gonna hold on hold on he's gonna diy i mean he's gonna turn the range into a smart range or what's he that's what's what he, we're, this sounds kind of interesting like what's he doing so this is what we're talking
1: about yeah. i actually bought a fibaro sensor i had it somewhere around here but i bought a fibaro sensor that i was gonna try and do the same thing with my range, but we wanted to automate it and turn the range into like a z wave control, so automate the lights so we can control the lights on it and can control the fan on it right mm-hmm. and so there's a little bit it's a little bit more complicated because of how the buttons work on it and stuff like that, so we've been kind of talking about it. It's a brave project um so <laughs> we're taking our time with this one, but yeah. little things like that we talk we cover on the show um you know I talked about one of my projects i uh added some smarts to my dryer um so i can get notifications when it's you know on and Gosh. off and how i did it was a little bit like was like an aha moment um i'll let the listeners go to this, listen to the okay. show because it's okay. a little different there right yeah um yeah. and then something coming up what we've been working on i don't know if seth will like me saying this but i'm gonna say it anyway but uh we've been trying to line up some interviews or some interesting people that we want to talk to that mm-hmm. we're gonna try and get on the show and you know i'm not gonna mention any names yet, but you know that should be coming up in the future.
0: Cool. Cool. Speaking of that, next week here on Home Gadget Geeks, Cody Sodine is joining us. He's the inventor and creator of this. Um it, it pulls moisture out of the air and creates 10 liters a day of drinking water, uh clean drinking water. And so they they they're on a Kickstarter program and they reached out to me and said, hey can we come talk about it? And sure. So uh, if you want to join us live next week Cody will be with us um as well. Well, Gavin, that sounds really cool. Like that would be it, it listen, if if you're new to Home Gadget Geeks or even if you're not and you haven't been or subscribed to hometech.fm, you should cuz it's very similar. I think you guys are a little more technical, you get a little more into the weeds. I think if I remember it,
1: Yeah, and we focus right? a little more on automation stuff,
0: right, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, if you haven't um if you haven't subscribed to that, you should head out to hometech.fm and get it subscribed listen to it, add it to it. I know all of our, um, uh, well, for some of us, all of our repetition, you know, the things we do on a regular basis have changed, uh, you know, in the last couple of years. I am desperately trying to get my podcast listening back. It's just not, you know, I <laughs> two weeks ago, I was like, I'm going into the office three days a week, and then gas prices went up. And I was <laughs> like, oh, maybe two days. And then this week, I was like, maybe I'll just stay home. So, you know, it, it, I try to. I've been actually taking trips during the day, like ah, I think I need to go to the grocery store just to get out of the house. You know, kind of deal. We've got one just down the road, so I I pop in the podcast then. But Home Gavin, we had you on the last time. We talked a lot about Unraid, and I think you guys talk about Unraid as well on Home Tech FM. So yes. if, you, if you like that topic, you might want to head over and and listen to that uh, after the show. You're like, you know, I could talk some more about some things. And so I pinged you, and, and you've recently kind of redone your whole internal home yes. networking, right? Um, what what, so what causes someone to just go, the, the old stuff is out, I'm bringing something new in.
1: In my case, it was just, you know, I had an issue with the old stuff, um, and I, I spent a lot of time trying to solve it, working with support and working with people, and I just could not figure it out, and I just got fed up, and I said, you know what? I'm done. You know, I told I told support, I said, thank you very much for the help. You know, it's nothing on you guys. Mm-hmm. We just can't figure this out. I'm done, you know, and I'm out. What did you guys, what'd you have? What'd you pull out? I, I had a euro setup, right? Mm-hmm. Um And I had that Euro set up for many years, and it worked great, right? Um, It's just I ran into a situation. They released an update in August of last year, and all of a sudden, my devices started dropping off the network. So mainly my Hub, but that, not my Hub, but that my uh, Harmony hubs were dropping off the network. And that was frustrating because you could be watching TV, and you go adjust the volume, and it just stops working. working. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, cell phones
0: and wireless
1: devices. So... That's where it started.
0: So solidly caused by the update, right? I mean, did they admit to that or did did the end of the,
1: yeah. That's the only thing I could tie it to because it was working beautifully. And then they released this big update with some new features on how the network mesh and how it decides what bands it uses and stuff like that. And that is what I tied it to at that time. Um, I asked them to roll it back, you know, even just to troubleshoot it. I said listen, let's mm. troubleshoot. Let's mm. just roll it back to troubleshoot it and they refused to do that. So I could never really justify that. So uh we went through everything to try and solve this.
0: Mm. Yeah. Well, you gave it a you gave it a try. I mean, that's good good on you for at least working through it with them. Give us a little kind of rundown from from a equipment standpoint. What else do you have on your network? We know you have an unraid box, but What other kinds of things are you using on your network?
1: Uh, My network, I have a lot of devices. Other than the usual cell phones, um, laptops, I'll have computers. I have all my TVs. Um, I have a a little PC on them, a micro PC. So those are all hardwired in. I have uh, video cameras, all my video cameras, some are hardwired, some are not, you know, those are on it. And then just the usual IOT devices. So you'd have like your Echo B on there or your Amazon devices are all on there, right? Those are just, you know, it adds up. When you look at your DHCP reservations, you know, it just adds up. Next, you know, you have 100, 150 devices. You're like, where did these all
0: come from? I imagine you're still running a switch of some kind, though, too, right? We've all got, you know, because we all have a bunch of hardwired stuff too. The and not everything's wireless. So what do you what are you running for a switch?
1: Uh, now I have a Unify switch um, okay. down there. I got a 24 port. Um, when we moved into this house, one of the things, uh, one of the first things I did was have a guy come in and run wire as much to every room. Um, I ran Cat six. Uh, luckily, I had a stack in the middle of my house. And they just ran it right up to the attic and down into every room. It made the job easy. So I lucked out there.
0: I've heard some guys say they run conduit, like PVC, plastic PVC, to the various places. So to kind of future-proof the wiring process, because, you know, at some point, I mean, you know, we were running Cat5. It wasn't that long ago we were wiring things with Cat5. And then, of course... If you had to pull you know if you wanted to put in a cat six or cat seven at this point you'd have to pull all that and so have you in in your setup if you had to rewire would would that be an ordeal?
1: Um not really it's not really difficult for me because in the middle of my house I have my water heater mm-hmm. and from it's a gas so there's a vent that goes straight up through the house. So they just use that. I'm gonna be replacing it but I'll still have that. So if I had to rerun everything I would just go through the same spot and it made things easy. If someone else was doing it, running PVC from your basement to to your attic would make life easier because once you're in the attic, then you could drop down in all the rooms up there. And if your basement's unfinished, then you can go up through the basement if you had a basement, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it always gets me thinking and I, I just have two levels basement first floor. We don't have a second floor. Okay. So it's pretty easy for me and I've run, you know, I've run cable up to the, Attic for we, I put antennas in the attic on that guy. So I don't want them on the outside in Nebraska. You don't want anything on the outside of your house because it's going to get blown away at some point. You just, you just know, right? Yeah. So, um, we put antennas, I put them up in the attic. So I've run cable up there. I don't have any power up there. Um, you know, maybe, uh, you know, Uyghur has pushed all his cameras PoE. So, and then you, I'm sure you have as well, right? All your cameras are PoE.
1: All no, right. I haven't gone PoE okay. yet. My cameras are
0: all I have power at the location where everything is, so I didn't see a need for PoE really. Sure, sure. Well, it's it's a consideration. Now when the when the um when your router started to fail, was your was your hardwired stuff okay? I mean, did that work? Was it just the Wi-Fi stuff that was the problem? Yeah,
1: it was just uh, the Wi-Fi, and mainly, like, we noticed it, like, with the Harmony hubs, we noticed it with our cell phones, we would notice it. Things would just drop off and on randomly. I spent about four months, I think, working on this with support, you know, going through so many things, and um, I replaced almost every piece of equipment in in my setup, you know, and all they kept blaming was my ISP. You know, um, they said interference, you know, they went through so many things and we never figured it out. Yeah. That's <laughs>
0: always working with your ISP is a dream, you know?
1: Oh, my ISP was great. They came out, Were they, they yeah. tested the line, they did everything. Um, I even upgraded my service for the same amount of money. Right. And I was, I was happy and they said, yeah, you're, I'm getting great speeds. So it can't be anything yeah. wrong there. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Bob Bob says, uh, sounds like it could have been a DHCP failure when things, you know, start dropping off one thing at a time. Other than that, uh, then all going poof at once. I was thinking it was maybe a Wi-Fi chip in the actual, like, so sometimes, you know, they don't use the best gear. Did they replace the, did they replace the gear for you at any point in time or no?
1: So they offered, but. I actually told them there's no point. I, I, like, I, I documented this in a Reddit thread. And one of the things I did was I had five euros, right? So I even got to the point where I had one online. I was running off just one. And then even that one, I swapped it out with one of the other ones. So I said, you know, I tried to eliminate that. I said, chances of one failing, okay, great. Chances of two or three all failed. Uh, unless I got yeah. struck by lightning or something like yeah. that, you know, like, so I replaced that, um, with no luck at all.
0: Boy, that does sound like software, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, you, you, you did your due diligence. You worked yeah. through all the, the troubleshooting we find, you know, I have found in a, in the consumer work that I've done, you know, people buy these cheap single wifi routers, right? It's, so they're 69 or $79. They put a whole bunch of things on them. And you, you, you do have to realize those chips on there are not very good. I mean, you're not, you're not getting a very good router for 69 bucks, right? No, it's just not. And so, um, of course the more devices you add to them, the hotter they get. And none of them are designed for heat at all. You know, they just basically, you know, someone licks those chips and sticks them on the board, right? Good to go. Yeah. So, um, those things burn out. I mean, the the cheap ones. Now, I, I think most who listen to this show have probably upgraded to some serious equipment by now. We've all done that. We've all gone through that. But I see that in the space, and I, I don't see it as much as I used to, but I used to see it a lot. People contact me like, yeah, my Wi-Fi is not working. I just bought a router like nine months ago. And, you know, you say, well, how many devices do you have on it? And like, well, unlike you, they always say, oh, just a few. And then, when you start asking, um, well, are your TVs? On? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do your phones? Count? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're connected. What about you? Have any kind of camp? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My ring does go through that. Right. Pretty soon you add it up, and you know there's like 35 devices running full time on that thing, and it just burns the chips out. You know, there's yeah. There's just
1: yeah, I, 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 you know, I'm a little excessive, but I add a reservation for every device. I know every device on oh, yeah. my network, right? Yeah. So I know exactly what's there, where it is. You know, so that's one of the things I keep a uh, real locked da- down on.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bob says uh, three cheap things in one box. What could go wrong? Switch, router, and Wi-Fi. And <laughs> yeah. it's true. I mean, they just use. I mean, they were just budget gear in there. And, and it does, this is one of those areas I cheaped out on them for a while. And, you know, in the pre-show, you and I were talking, you were saying, you know, one of the things you're trying to do is buy, when you buy equipment, just buy a step up or step two, step or two up, just so to last a little bit longer. And I think sometimes we get pulled into that budget frenzy, like, oh, it's on sale. And they're like, there's a reason, you know, (laughs) it's on sale. So, Um, I I think that's probably not a good, I mean, I think that's probably a pretty good mantra to take. It's a little challenging right now because there's a few things that are a little more expensive than others, but there are things that aren't ridiculously expensive. You and I were talking about, you know, you got a big Unraid box. Hard drives right now are actually pretty reasonable for whatever reason. I mean, you can find some good deals on those. You found some pretty good deals recently as well, right?
1: Yeah, I, I so I've decided to um, in my Unraid box everything's the Western Digital red, right? And I re- I remember on the last show we were talking about our oldest drives, and I think mine were <laughs> my mine are still my oldest drives are still running are about seven or eight years old, right? Oh. But I had a Western Digital that was uh, just over a year old fail on me this week, and last week Sunday or on Sunday I shipped it out to Western Digital for an RMA. They got it Monday, they shipped it out Tuesday. I got the replacement on Wednesday. Nice. So it was a nice. really good yeah. process with them. Yeah. So I'm going to stick with Western Digital. Yeah,
0: it's good. It's a good call. I think if you were upgrading anything at the moment, hard drives are good, a good place to be. They've stabilized, prices stabilized out. They really haven't seen an increase uh, through this inflationary period that we've been in. You can still get some good deals. The new 16 terabyte drives are kind of getting in that sweet spot. and uh, And so I think it's a good place to be. Okay, so I'm dying to hear... You like, all right, I'm done. I'm going to do something different. What do you start as you're thinking about a new setup? What walk me through your thought process a little bit? What were you thinking about?
1: Well, at this point, I was thinking of doing a couple of things. I wanted to simplify my setup. So you know, like if I'm going to rip it all out and replace it all, let, let's just simplify it. You know, I was running a PF Sense box in there, and at, at the time, I was doing a, some. I was doing more advanced stuff with PF Sense at that time, but I decided, you know what, I don't really need this right it, it's overkill um and <laughs> you're stabbing
0: people in the heart right now guy. <laughs> i'm sorry you, st-
1: you know no it's a very powerful box but yeah. you know I, I didn't need what it offered and i figured if i'm going to put in a new system let me look for a system that lets me do some of the stuff that pf sense box does as well
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so some smart i mean what do you were you looking for kind of smart routing or were you looking for some ip address blocking were you looking what were you looking what, like, what were you replacing in that PFSense box that you used? The most? Um,
1: well, the PFSense box, what I was doing was I was doing some smart routing out, you know, and doing some, you know, forwarding things through specific VPN tunnels and stuff like that. And you know what I said, you know, it's just too complicated. I don't have to do this stuff, you know, so, and one of the troubleshooting steps through this whole process, I actually pulled out the PFSense box to eliminate it from the whole mix. Right, and then I switched over to having the Eero as my whole gateway router, everything right, and just to eliminate that. And once I got rid of the PF Sense box at that point, I said I don't really need to add it back, right? So, you know, I know the PF Sense are they're, they're upset with me, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I love PF PF Sense still, but I
0: just didn't need it.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm going to get a lot of hate
0: mail. Well, it's been Gavin. It's been nice having you on. Thanks for coming out (laughs) tonight. No, it's great. (laughs) Listen, Uyghur goes back and forth, you know, he, he, he goes back and forth on it. And, and I do too, although I haven't recently, I started setting up up, uh, a PF sense box, I don't know, maybe six months ago. And I got, I got it to the point where I booted it up and I got the network cards. And then I was like, Do I really, cause it's super easy to set up. Like that yeah. part is easy. And then I was starting to think through all the stuff I needed to set up on the network. And I was like, ah, I don't know. I just tore apart." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah, I don't know. I don't, I don't need more complicated things in my life. I That's know. the key. Right. I need it, them to be less complicated. Did it give you a chance to kind of think, so if you're going to pull the PFSense box and you're going to have to reconfigure a router coming in, did that give you a chance to rethink your network design at all? Could were there things that you could there were there other things you could make more efficient or do differently? Any any thoughts on that? Um, I did try and think. I
1: ran some more cables, you know, to hardwire some more stuff. Um, but the the setup I kind of had already, I was kind of happy with. So I, I centralized everything in the basement. Um, come where the my service comes in. From there, from the basement, I have a switch, and that switch feeds the rest of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as I have a line going to like my office, I have multiple devices in my office. I would have another mini switch here that I would, you know, offload other things off the Wi-Fi yeah. as well through that. Yeah. Um, so I, I pretty light, pretty much liked what I already had. I just ran a few more extra things
0: in the setup. Do you, do you have a bunch of different named four port switches all around the house? Like, yeah. like I do like different brands. They've, some of them are like 10 years old, you know, and. They're just they're hidden inside a cabinet somewhere or whatever. Do you do do that too?
1: Yeah, but um, before I did, I got rid of them all. Though I (laughs) I went with the new with the new solution. I said, you know what? I'm going one brand. I wanted to do everything right, so I don't want to mix match um, different brands. I wanted one brand covers everything.
0: Did um did did you also kind of think through like? okay, what does my Wi-Fi coverage actually need to be? Did you do so, any testing inside or outside at all to determine that? And what would you yeah. use?
1: Yeah, so um, co- in terms of coverage, some of the things we want coverage is in the backyard, we want around the pool. We want coverage out there. Um, I want coverage in the front yard, in the garage area and stuff. I wanted to have good coverage there. Um, and that coverage I wanted to extend into – Sounds funny, but we hang out in my neighbor's garage a lot. So I kind of wanted to extend it to his garage just So I could get, <laughs> yeah. you know, my signal from there. You know, like he doesn't get his signal in his garage too well, but I can get mine in
0: nice. his garage.
1: It's a weird thing, right? No. Um it works. so we we planned that all out. And um there was actually a tool that I used that could um you can tell it what devices you were putting where you were putting on your floor plan, and it showed you the coverage. Mm right um and that was i used that to plan out what devices i needed and where to put them and how much coverage they would have and it, it showed you based on the walls too how weak or strong outside the walls it was what was so this what tool was, were- um it's um it's part of the unified tool set okay. i would have to look it up but they have their own tool a designer tool and you can put your own floor plan in it and then you just take the devices that you bought with them and you put it in the locations and it shows you the strength and the coverage and takes into account walls and stuff.
0: And we didn't explicitly say this, but you ended up going with a Unify system. You kind of mentioned it, but you ended up going Unify. What, what was that like? What's it going to run me to to jump into a solution Mm. like that? If I was going to go that route. A lot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know. You know what? I, um, I reached the point where I'm like, you know what? I want to solve this problem, not think about it again. Right. So I'm going to throw some money on it. Um, I pieced together the system by looking online uh, marketplace. You know, are people off? There's a lot of people offloading, uh, you know, older older equipment. Um, I got a great deal on a dream machine, Mm -hmm. um, the unified dream machine. And a guy had like 10 of them and he was giving it away for like next to nothing. And I jumped at it and I lucked out on that. Um, you know, I saw a few other deals, grabbed those things. And I ended up just piecing the whole system together, um, with everything I wanted, but it did cost me a little bit of money still
0: a little, <laughs> a little chunk of change to do. That. Yeah. Well, you're in Canada too. So it's always a little more expensive, right? Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Like Aaron's always saying it's like 20% more something like that in Canada.
1: Yeah, we always have, uh, you know, we got to pay for the ship from the states and stuff like oh, that. Oh, I thought know? it was paying for
0: health care. I thought that's what it was. What and was that, too. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I mean, they don't make 20. They don't actually, you know, have $500 hammers, right? I mean, something needs to pay for health care. Exactly. They're right. So so I'll run through. So what did you end up with? What's the, what's the pu- kind of punch list of equipment it took to replace all that?
1: So I I got the Unified Dream Machine. That's the main router and everything like that. Um, And then that goes into a switch, a 24-port switch. It's not a PoE switch. It's just um, their current. uh, I don't know the exact model numbers off the top of my head, but you'll see it on their website. From the switch, I go into, I have two Flex HDs. Um, One's in my family room, one's in my master bedroom. And then I have a Nano that's like at the front of the garage. And those are my access points right Mm -hmm. so i have those access points throughout the house um they're all on different corners of the house so they cover the edges um and then you know in the various rooms i also have little like 4 port switches um in each one that you know and it's funny because you see all this stuff in their app like they all report to each other you can manage them you see what's connected to them nice like it's amazing the information you get from them
0: yeah yeah, it's, it sounds like, and I haven't run a Unify system, but it does sound like you get a lot of clarity out of it as far as what things are doing. That was always, the sense. I always felt like I had to get a Ph.D. to figure out some of the, like, oh, I got to write some code to do this. Now, you write code, so that's, the, you know, that's, that. that would be pretty easy for you, but I never... I, I always struggled um, with that. Is your garage the one that gets to your neighbor's garage? Yes. Is that is that you guys? So the garages are pretty close. Yeah,
1: they are, they're like right next to each other. So you know, I, I get my signal over there, which is you know great because sometimes I'll go over there and be working on something and I need to have access to my network from
0: there. Yeah. How long do you think you were so you know taking down the the home Wi-Fi, right? I mean, that's not always the most, you're not always the most popular person in the house when those kinds of things happen. I mean, I always have to plan if I'm going to do any major upgrades or anything, I kind of have to do them late at night or wake up early on a Sunday morning. That's it. you know, that's a good time to do it. Do you have any problems putting this in? How long did it take you? Talk a little bit about that.
1: Uh, when you plan something like this, I, I know you have to go through change management and get approvals, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There's a whole process to it, you know. So, so when I planned it, you know, luckily it's just me and the wife, so we, it, I don't have to deal with kids, you know, complaining that the Wi-Fi is down or anything. But the wife, you know, the TV is all dependent on it and everything like yeah. that too, right? So. what what i did is i planned it so the first thing i had to get back up and running was the unraid box and the tv right yeah um so i know once i get the switch in and i got this in all that stuff's kicked back in and the main tv's working and she's happy and now i can work on the rest of it and that only took me a little bit of time
0: did did you have to change ssids did you have to go to each of the devices or were you able to put in the same the same info and password and have it work
1: yeah i kept all the ssids the same and the same password so when i i I configured the unified dream machine actually offline first so that all i had to do was just swap it in for the the euro at that point right and the ssids were all the same and everything and the devices just all switched right over
0: (laughs) bob says um i always plan my network maintenance around honey Did you see that there's a shoe sale (laughs) at your favorite place on Saturday? It's a great way to say, let me, hey, hey, here's $100. Go get some lunch somewhere and take your time. Yeah. Is a a way to do it. Have you had it? When did you put it in, Gavin? Uh, I think it was about
1: December or November, December. I I put it in.
0: And have you had any dream machine problems? There's a, a couple, couple reports in the chat room of some folks that were that that the unified disappointment machine as called by some out there. Have you had any issues or did you know God, let's say every piece of equipment has issues, yeah. right? But yeah,
1: every piece of equipment has issues. Um, I'm one of the lucky ones. I, the only issue I had with my whole setup since I put it in was with my printer. Um, my uh, air printer was just, it was dropping off. You'd boot it up. You would see it. You could print fine. And then like an hour later, it's gone. Right. And it wouldn't discover. And I don't know what it was, but I went through um, extensive like disable this feature. Let's see what happens. Disable this feature. I documented everything so I can try and figure out what exact feature it was. And then one day it all started working. I don't know if I got an update and there was a reboot and it all started working. I don't know what it was. I can't figure out what it was. I went through and started undoing all the things I did and i can't break it now so i'm at the point where it's like you know what it works oh well you know like <laughs> <laughs> i don't did, know how it would
0: fix it <laughs> just one day one day you went down there and it was fine
1: yeah one day
0: right. i went to print
1: yeah. something and it's like oh it showed up right and, yeah. and the wife she prints a lot so she's the first to let me know so she's my perfect test for that
0: yeah don't you hate that like you're working and working and troubleshooting and you reset it and you do it again and set it back up and you give up and you try again a week later and it doesn't work. And then one day, poof, just, works. I think it,
1: it may have been an update they released or something, yeah. you know, cause there's, yeah. there's updates going out like all the time to these things. Yeah,
0: An update to the, to the, to the printer or an update to the network,
1: the update to the network. So the okay. dream machines, okay. even the access points, they all get software updates. Yeah.
0: Yeah. How do you manage those on, on the dream machine?
1: Um, I almost feel like I want to turn it off, but I have it all automatic. So I almost feel like I want to turn it off because I want to manage it. I haven't got bitten yet by the updates, you know, so maybe if I do get bit one day where they break something, then I'll turn it off. But
0: Then you'll be like, Eero, come back. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) I I
1: liked having the control though for that because on Eero, you have no control over the updates. You get it when you get Mm. it. You can't reverse it. You can't block it. You know, they're just like, too bad. Here's your update. Take it. Everybody's Mm -hmm. got it. And that's one of the things I did not like about that can you roll back
0: on a on the uh,
1: yes i believe if i download i can roll back manually i haven't had to or haven't tried to but i believe i can through the interface
0: you, you feel like it's a pretty easy system to administrate i mean now you're you're a pretty advanced user but compared to ero do you feel like it was, it's harder or easier to administrate
1: uh it's harder than ero um, just because arrow one arrow doesn't have half the functions, half the features, half the, you know, settings, um, they've really simplified. You can't beat your in terms of that. Um, the other thing about this is their interfaces all over the place on the unify. Um, they have two interfaces. They have the old interface and the new interface. And when you look up, you know, things problem solving or whatever, you don't know if someone's referring to the old interface or the new interface or you can't find that setting. You got to jump through them because they didn't put all the settings in both interfaces. It's pretty much a mess like that. So it's a little frustrating, but it, Eero is still top on that.
0: Do, do you think they're going to get better? I mean, did you? I'm sure you're in their forms. Um, sure yeah. You know, at home tech.fm, you're talking about this. Do you think it's going to get better?
1: No, I I don't have any hope because I've been, no, I've been seeing uh, people complain about this for a very long time. So they're moving very slow Well, like, some of the support articles are people from like last year, year before, and they're complaining about the same things we're complaining now in terms of the interface. So as long as like, I know where to find the things I'm getting used to it now. Um, But for when it first started, it was like old interface, new interface. Why is this
0: different? Yeah. Yeah. Two versions of the same thing. Yes. Oh, you mean like Windows 11? No, I can't be (laughs) that. Can't be like that. Um, Talk a little bit about, okay, so you, you ditched the PFSense box because of its complexity. Does this, did this just add another level of complexity in the advanced settings that, you now are just doing it on the on the Unify box as opposed to doing it through PFSense? Talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, this added a little bit more complexity. I have to admit, PFSense has some is some really powerful options that you can do when it comes to routing and stuff like that that I really like got deep into. But the more I did stuff like that on the network, the more my network got complicated, the harder it was to troubleshoot problems. So that's why I kind of ditched doing all that and I kind of simplified my network to a point. Um, but this does allow you to do a lot of powerful stuff if you need to, which is what I like because one day I may want to do something, but I don't want to be restricted by the hardware I have. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, to- uh, Joe had said it. he rolled back manually on Unify. Yeah, you just paste in the URL in a in the four oh four June of the manual update field. So, yeah, g- good. Um, Alex is asking how hard it was it to adjust AP power for Wi-Fi roaming, Eero, Nest Wi-Fi, etc. You just plug it in, and you don't have to worry about it.
1: Yeah, that's a good point, because on the uh, Unify, you can actually turn down. I turn down the power on um, my uh, access points, right? And they actually recommend doing that because you don't want them overlapping so much. You kind of want the signal to get weak enough that the device will jump over to the next one, right? Mm -hmm. But you can you can also get to the point where um the unify will kick you off to roam to another access point based on you know your rssi number value i can't remember the setting it's called a threshold setting um but you know those are settings that yes they're nice to have but you can also get yourself in trouble if you don't know what you're doing with them Mm -hmm. so i kind of don't modify this but i turn down the power so that's just enough and i've had no problems with roaming like they have um they have an iOS tool, right? And I always tell people about this. And with that tool, I can walk around my house and it will tell me. It vibrates every time it roams to another one. Mm. So you can kind of see where my phone's jumping around and when. And then it also uses the, the camera, the, what do they call it? Not the infrared, The um, where it can map out your space. LiDAR. LiDAR, yeah. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. uses that and it will let you map out your whole house. And it draws on that, the power from your Wi-Fi, And it tells you like, you could walk into the corner of your house and it's mapping out your house. And it will tell you the strength of the signal right in that corner as you walk around your house. It's a really cool tool for figuring wow. out a dead spot or, you know, a spot you might want to, you know, increase the power on or
0: something like that. That sounds fun. That sounds like a video game all in itself. Like it's kind how, of cool. how long did you, how long did you spend walking around mapping out your house?
1: um i did it for as long as you know i walked in a few rooms and then i stubbed my toe and i was so mad i just gave up like that, <laughs> that that's an actual true story i hit my toe on the table so i got through i think two rooms and i was so cool but i was looking at the phone and not paying attention and that just hurt so much i gave up and i said all right i gotta do this when it's brighter out and i just never got around to it again but oh, it's a really cool tool
0: yeah it sounds cool like I, like now I want to buy Unify just for this tool. Like I want to, I'm weird that way. I want to map yeah. the house. You know, I want to figure out signal strength and what's up. You know, when we, when I went on to the T-Mobile uh, 5G service, there's some tools you can do to look up. We talked about this on the show. Where, where's the route ra- or where's the tower it's coming from? They'll even tell you what part of the house they have a tool that'll that'll say, okay, here's, here's you on the map. This is, it should go on this side of the house, right? Which is kind of cool. And so I, man, I messed with that thing, laid it down, set it up, turned it around, put it in the window, which they don't recommend. They're like, don't, don't put your router in the window. Like, that's a bad, that's a bad idea. It's a great spot for it because, you know, it's clear to go through, but the heat, there's a little heat problem, right, with that. So no window. So I love those kinds of things. I'd have, you know, I'd have done that and then next week I'd have done it again. I'd want to see like, I want to get one of these vacuum cleaners that does that so you know it maps your house because like, I just want to watch it map the house, right? So are you going to go back and do it again? Are you going to, you going to maybe put some shoes on this time to, <laughs> so you don't scrub your toe?
1: The Unify system actually gives you a lot of tools for uh, troubleshooting your network. So mm-hmm. like in the other, so some of the other tools in the interface, it lets you see all the other networks around you. And what they're doing, and they're jumping around in real time. And that actually led me to what I think was the cause of my devices dropping off before, right? Hmm. So when I started looking at that, I started seeing all the Eero networks in houses around me, right? And there were about three other Eero networks around me, and they were all fighting on channels 1, um you know that band and i think Eero hard codes it just channel one so they're all fighting around that and i think that was affecting oh, yeah. me and yeah. that was the interference that the support people were probably uh, seeing right but i yeah. saw this with unify so on my right. unify setup i changed all the channels um on that side of the house that was getting affected and then i adjusted the channels around the house so they i got around it all
0: yeah. That man, that makes a lot of sense. We we had some uh, Mike and I bought some um Wi-Fi cameras. Uh forget the name of them now. But uh, I bought two of them, set them up when I was setting up the Ring devices. I was getting really terrible um you know signal off Ring and I'm like it's right there. Like the camera was literally on the other side of the wall. Well, the 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 Oh, what's a, what's the name of a of a camera uh, you yeah, a company that would make D-Link I think they yes. Were D-Link Yes. The they little D-Link cameras. Well, for whatever reason we were troubleshooting and I unplugged those and all of a sudden like the Ring stuff was like oh hello I'm here. Like I'm I'm here and I'm great and this is the best I've ever seen and I thought certainly these Wi-Fi cameras wouldn't be causing the issue. Plug them back in, mm, the the Ring devices just went And eventually we figured out, like I think you did too, those, those D-Link cameras were just causing all kinds of noise uh, uh, on the channel. And so I just took them out, which was sad because they were pretty cool. I mean, I liked, I liked messing around with them and they were, they could, I could put them in spots that were convenient for me, but, uh, you know, I was going to go with Ring. So do you think... Well, so, but, but Euro would not allow you to change those channels, right? No. So you would have never been able to even fix it anyways, even if you'd known.
1: Exactly. Like, uh, uh they, all they ever kept telling me was they see interference. They see interference. Uh, yeah. they, they didn't tell me exactly what it was, where it was, but I, I got, I turned off every euro except the main one and ran with that for a week and it still was having problems. So I, that's one of the reasons why I gave up. Um, and I still, even today, I see somebody's car has something broadcasting from it um just based on the name of it. And it's on uh-huh. channel two, right? So being on channel two, you interfere with the channels a little bit more. So I try and keep away from those lower channels. And now I don't have the problems.
0: Yeah. Well, that kind of reminds me. I used, and it was like Wi-Fi Man or something. There's an app that I put on my Surface that I could go around and see all the channels. I think I wiped it out when I put a, a windows 11 on, but maybe I can find it again. Cause that kind of like lately too, I've been seeing all these wifi networks pop up in the neighborhood. I I'm not saying I used to be the only one, but there didn't used to be as many as there are now. Right. And that channel interference can be a big deal. You know? Yeah. I think
1: Joe is asking, it's called wifi man on iOS. That's the app that I was the, mapping it out. Okay. The, uh, if that's the one wifi man,
0: I think yeah. that's, yeah, the Unify app um, is the the Wi-Fi man, right? You can see it'll it'll show you that and give you a bunch of details on the on the the networks that are around. You. Um, the Wi-Fi
1: man will let you. It will show you your speeds. It will uh, show you your roaming and stuff like that. It will let you map out your space and the signal. Oh, that's um, the Unify app. Okay, yeah. In the Unify app itself, that's where it will show you the networks, and you can troubleshoot that stuff and see all the n- networks jumping around pretty pretty well like that so you want you want to have both of them they'll help you troubleshoot any wi-fi issues
0: i'll have to look up maybe i'll i can find that but i i was using that app for a while you could put was really really nice not that one the different one that you could i put on my surface and then i could walk around and it would in real time it would show me all the wi-fi networks and their signal strength and the channels they were on and now that you're talking about this, like all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe I should, you know, maybe I'm getting some interference here too that would, um, uh, that I could I maybe mean, change channels or whatever. Joe says they noticed that the new uh, Unify Network V7 has a radio optimization that you can schedule to scan and adjust channels automatically
1: yeah so we talk about that actually in the home tech hub we we have a bunch of guys a lot of pros in there that we talk to and they're they're much more advanced on unify than i am like they'll go through things with me and i'm just lost but one of the things they say is don't use that don't let it auto find it because it causes more problems find the channels that you want and work well for you and just let it be um I chose channel eleven. I always tried to avoid channel eleven because I didn't want it affecting my uh, Zigbee. Um, they're they're kind of overlapping in a way, but you know I moved my Zigbee channels out, and um, channel eleven has been great on one side of my house. On the other side of the house, I have channel six, and then I let all those other Eero networks fight on channel one.
0: Okay, good way to do it. Works for you, right?
1: And and that's the whole thing. I, I'm not a pro. I'm average, a little more average find what works for you cuz some things will work for me but they don't work for you but then you find what works for you and everyone's happy. Yeah.
0: I did find that app it's called WinFi. Yes. So I'm not even sure it works just to be honest. Um I got it's on my Surface and that's running Windows 11. We'll see if it actually boots up but that was the one I'd carry around and kind of start looking at. It. And you know, I I have a pretty Small house. So, one, you know, I have the Bit Defender box and it works just fine for me and what we do. Everything, it, everything reaches it. But, um, so I have a fairly easy setup for that. But, and then I try to hardwire everything I can. You know, that's just one of those kind of like, it doesn't have to be on Wi Fi. I don't run it. It's loading. We'll see if this thing, um, <laughs> uh, we'll see if this thing can actually, if this will actually work. Win, WinFi, W I N F I.
1: And another mm-hmm. one I was playing with was called Insider, so it's like I N S S I D E R. Mm. Um, but these things—they'll give you a, a whole lot of information. It's you have to know how to interpret that information mm-hmm. to figure out what what it is that's causing you problems. Yeah,
0: this one is just loading, loading, loading. I have to I'll maybe have to do some. I thought maybe they de-supported it at some point. Anyways, um, so. So I mean, at one so at what point when you were looking at the the neighbor's network and you saw this, did you like was it like a relief like oh now I know why? Well, you you you, you suspect right? You don't know if you know for sure, but you suspect maybe interference was was causing the original problem right
1: yeah and and when i first put in the unify, all my unify was on channel one and everything like that and yeah i was seeing interference and stuff and that's what you know i started using their tools to troubleshoot it and that's when i saw all this and started moving my channels around and everything so i i suspect when it was all the Eero um networks in my area all fighting on that same way because Eero introduced some I, don't, I can't remember what they called it, but they basically introduced extra features in one of their updates that, you know, they auto-adjusted the bands they used and, you know, did all this funky network stuff. And I have a feeling they're all just fighting. They all got the update and they're all just fighting in that space mm-hmm. to to beat each other up. And <laughs> I was just in the crosshairs, oh, you sense. know? <laughs> yeah,
0: that makes sense. Yeah, if they're all auto-adjusting and then, you know, that's, it becomes kind of a, a race you know, a race to figure out who's going to own the, own the channel.
1: Yeah. And you have no control over that with Euro.
0: Yeah. You know, I'm just kind of wondering if that, you know, shouldn't be a future consideration kind of built in to some of the management of our Wi-Fi devices now, because it's only going to get worse. Like all the networks, all the channels, all those kinds of things. It didn't used to be bad because they were simple but now we're expanding them you know we have we're, we're creating mesh networks we're putting them out on the back patio we're sending them over to the neighbor's garage <laughs> right
1: oh so, even to you. add to that like we talked about this on home tech once um one utility company was putting in smart meters in people's houses smart water meters and stuff oh, like man. that and they didn't rea- and people didn't realize that they were broadcasting signals from that smart meter and those signals were doing things like killing their zigbee networks or interfering with their Wi-Fi networks and they had yeah. no control over it too, you know, so we need to
0: yeah. look at it. Yeah, well, it's going to be, we're, we're only going to do more. Yeah. You know, it's only going to, it's only going to happen more. Um, gets me thinking, you know, I wonder if, you know, it'd be good for me to know what network, uh, you know, I've got ring cameras all around. What are they on? I've got a Ring Chime, which acts as a Wi-Fi hub for some of them. One of them, it's just easier to put it on the on the Wi-Fi network as opposed to using the the Chime. I'm going to put a, th- a fourth one in the garage here shortly, um, so that I can look and see if the garage door is shut. You yeah. know, that's kind of the you could just buy a Wi-Fi device for the garage <laughs> door, but but uh, you know. I have, I have three cameras and I need a fourth to fill out the block. So, yeah. so don't tell my wife that. Um, but, but uh, yeah, ah, now you got me thinking this weekend, I need to do some checking of channels and, and signals and some of those kinds of things to see what my neighbors are doing. And then just cut the power to their house. If, oh, he, if it's, yeah. Oop, I'm sorry, that tree fell on your power line. Oh, bummer. <laughs> oh, 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 bummer. Um, what, so, any any thoughts of, I mean, certainly the Euro device that you had was probably a version or two back. Any thought of, don't they have a newer, don't they have any newer equipment or newer version that you could upgrade it to?
1: Yeah, my Eero devices were mixed because that's a good thing about Eero you can mix the generation. So I had everything from Gen 1 up to, I think it was uh, Euro 6 at that time. Um, so like I even just unplugged everything but the latest one, you know. I unplugged all of them, put all the Gen Ones in, you know, was part of troubleshooting. Um, so the new Eero announced this week actually a new version, the 6e. Um, with you know, it comes with the usual, it's faster, you know, better, more range, etc., etc. But it's got some other cool features, it has 2.5 gigahertz, uh, not gigahertz, gigabit inputs. So uh, some of our ISPs up here are now getting faster at 2.5. So now this, yeah, I know, I know. I, I don't have, I don't, I'm still yeah, at man, one gigabit. Stop
0: teasing us.
1: I uh, know, I'm, I'm still at one gigabit. So I'm not getting the two gigabit yet, but it, this will help with that. But um, they also built in a Zigbee hub into it. So you can bring all your Zigbee devices into the A-Lady ecosystem through your mm-hmm. old your devices. So that's prepping everybody for matter and thread and stuff like that. That's coming down in the fall um it's it looks good it looks fast it supports more devices and that's something you have to consider going forward is as we add more devices you want to be able to support all these they're almost like secret devices too because you don't realize your tv jumps on you know you, or you forget that you put your tv on to stream uh, on it and stuff like that right um it's amazing how many devices end up on your wi-fi
0: hmm yeah no, right on. Uh, you know, you're talking about speed this week. Bob, who's out in chat right now, posted in the discord group, his speeds. And I think he has 2.5 up and down. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I think he was taunting us. what. It yeah. Thanks, Bob. Thanks for doing that, Bob, by the way. But uh, I was thinking, geez, I felt good, you know, when I, when I gigabit and it wasn't even, it was not even one, it was 0.9. <laughs> you know, and, and I was still only getting 35 down da- or 35 up. So I was like, eh, this isn't going to work for me. It's weird. Uh, you know, I went from 35 up to 75 up, which is kind of nice when I change over the T-Mobile. And it does make a difference, you know, having twice the speed if for that, for the uploads, you know, the video files that I do for the podcasts and stuff. It, it's nice. I just, I'd love it to be symmetrical, just like Bob is seeing there. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) I
1: feel the hate.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's okay. He just had to tease us with that picture. If you want to join us in the disc, if you want to see it, jump in the discord group, theaverageguy.tv slash discord. Any tips? So as we, as we think about, you did all this, how long, one, how, what was the duration do you think of from the time you decided you were going to replace this to it being done? And then any tips for us?
1: oh well from the time i was going to replace everything to it being done um probably about three weeks i would say because it took me a while to get the parts right like Mm -hmm. ordering from unify sometimes it's hard to get these access points Um, they're having especially with the chip shortage a lot of things are back order finding the switch was the hardest part for me i had to actually source that out of ottawa place in ottawa had a few of them and i was able to get them from there so you know plan out your network make sure you you know, you get everything. I went all in on Unify so I can have one ecosystem I have to deal with. You know, because some of these other switches that you don't want to have to understand them as well. You know, it's nice to know just one ecosystem. And then when troubleshooting, it's mm-hmm. easier than having because my Netgear switch was also a smart switch. So it was like, I didn't want to have to deal with both of them. Right. um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and offload hardware as much as you can. You know, yeah. anything that any of the heavy lifters, the TVs, the cameras, if you can run a wire, spend the time, run the wire and offload it and your Wi-Fi will like you that much better.
0: And um, you, you had in your notes, your hardwire, all the access points um, as well. Don't use mesh if you don't have to. What, what, what Mesh is there. Why Why wouldn't I want to use that?
1: Um, you can use it, but if you can hardwire your access points, you'll get some better speeds out of it, right? Like your, your mm-hmm. signal go to access point and go straight to your switch and go straight to whatever, right? Other than Otherwise, if you're using mesh, it goes from the device to the access point to the other access point, you know, down to the, uh, you know, the main hub or it depends on how you'll have it wired, right? But I mm-hmm. hardwire all my access points if I can. Just to avoid mm-hmm. using that mesh, clear up the space, less, you know, frequencies being transmitted, get mm-hmm. um, yeah, mm-hmm. some better speeds. Uh, it's well worth it. And and that's another tip I get in the pro space. They're like, you know what? Hardwire access points. Just don't even bother and turn off the meshing on them. Right. It's just a feature that can cause problems. Just turn it off. We've seen it, you know, and you'll be happier.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'd have to agree. It's less complex and the, yeah. the access points have to do less work, which, yeah, is, which is always good. Yeah, which is always good. So, well, well, are you? Do you feel like you're done at this point from a setup, or or, or is this? Are you gonna? Do, are there still tweaks to do? No, I'm
1: done. Like this has been running for a few months now, and my printer's still working every day. It's, it's been a habit now where I actually check to see if it's still showing up, and it's working. So you know what? In terms of my network, it's been working great ever since i put the system in i've had no issues and you know like i said the wife's usually the first one to complain you know when things don't work and i haven't heard from her complaining in a while about that specific thing she uh, complains uh, about you
0: all the time
1: (laughs) it's it's like as long as she's not complaining about the wi-fi i'll take it you know (laughs) so it's been great but like it's not it's not it wasn't cheap that's all i have to say you know i threw some money to solve the problem and it's solved but i'm looking at a lot of these new mesh systems and they're coming out expensive now like the the new euro setup the pro the three pack is like i think in the u.s it was 799 for it so you know in canada we're over a thousand dollars for wi-fi you know you know
0: it's getting ridiculous it's it's really yeah yeah it's it's the uh yeah, we're we're back to that in that really expensive phase again. We've been through this before with tech, right? Yeah, and it gets really really expensive, and then you know uh, hopefully it cycles back down and gets more reasonable again. But uh, it, it is just yeah, it's kind of dumb. Uh, it's just it's 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 bringing me down, Kevin. It's bringing me down. Alex says if you have an SDR, which is a software defined radio dongle. Uh, you can pick up radio waves and show all those types of devices, such as smart electric meters, weather stations, et cetera.
1: Yeah, I've heard people that did that. And I, I, I wanted to look into that and see that, actually, because I want to see what else any secret signals in my house. Right. Like yeah. when when doing the Wi-Fi scanning, I didn't realize someone's car was broadcasting a signal, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. And yeah. you could tell, like it said, the I was I'm still trying to find the car. Right, because I want to go and tell them, hey, can you change the channel on that somehow to not
0: interfere? <laughs> yeah. Alex, is that a brand you can buy? Is there a brand you buy of this? And what does this thing look like? I'm I'm kind of intrigued. This is like, you know, when you could buy that I forget what they call it, Uyghur had one where you plug it into your car and it tells you all the problems the, or do you be 2 reader? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something I have one like of those. Yep. Yeah. Do you? I he, he gave me his and I never plugged it in. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I even I think I even bought the uh, you have to buy an app, I think, or something like to make it work. The
1: so. one I got is free, and you know what? It's a peace of mind because when your engine light comes in, you plug it on, it tells you exactly what the cause is. So when you're going to the dealership, you're like, I know it's this that's yeah. causing the issue, and you know,
0: it's peace of mind, yeah. Yeah, no oh, that's good. Well Alex, um oh, that's, that sounds kind of interesting. I'm going to try and get the software running on my on my Surface over the weekend and see if I can <laughs> test some radios. I, you know I always I get into this and then I start looking at it and I'm like, man, this stuff is complicated. <laughs> and
1: yeah. then I, I give
0: up, you know.
1: I think Wi-Fi is becoming more important now than it ever has been before. Like w- good working Wi-Fi, um we're much more reliant on it now. And with all these IOT devices coming in, um, you know, they're going to be jumping on the Wi-Fi and, you know, utilizing that. We have to make sure, you know, I hate IOT Wi-Fi devices, right? Um, like, just to be clear, one of the main reasons is if I ever change my password, I can't imagine having to go to all oh, of them. Oh, yeah, it's a weekend. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's yeah. something I never, I always, I, I can't even imagine changing my password now. Because of all the things I'd have to go through,
0: oh, right? Like yeah. I
1: wish they would solve yeah. that problem, if anything.
0: Yeah. Y- yes. <laughs> yeah. I I I cringe um, when I was when I was changing out the going from the Cox service to the the T Mobile service. I was afraid I was going to have to reset that. Yeah. And I was just like, uh, I mean, it kind of slowed me down for a minute until I plugged it all in and it just worked. And then yeah. I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Um, I know sometimes, even if you have the same SSID and password across devices, sometimes it doesn't recognize it. In your case, it sounds like you just, it just, you put in the same SSID and password and it was fine, right?
1: Yeah. I have an inventory of all my devices. So I knew when I, the new one came on, everything showed up. I was like, excellent. You know, and one of the things that's nice with the Unify is you could set up a dedicated 2.4 SSID if you wanted. Or uh, uh, you know, like in Euro, you just see one SSID, and it handles both of them. Well, some devices don't like that, but in Unify, that's another powerful
0: thing. You can split it up if you need to. Yeah, yeah, and I have that ability too. I just left them together. Here, it yeah. didn't, it didn't, it didn't matter. I'd split them apart, and then I was another network. Kids would be coming in, Dad, what network do I <laughs> attach to? You know, finally, I think I just created one guest network, and I was like, just. Get connect to the guest you'll be yes. you'll be fine give them the password and, and you'll be fine anything else gavin from uh from a anything i didn't ask or didn't cover or thoughts as far as lessons learned around that would you do it exactly the same way again if you if you had to do it today
1: if i had to do it today i'd probably do it the same way and the reason why is because i'm having no issues with it right now right yeah. um yeah i mean it works it, and i got everything i want out of it um uh, my advice also to people is like understand what's on your network you know like know everything and how it interacts because you'd be surprised at something like even sonos right if you're a bit in the sonos ecosystem sonos has a sonos net right um where it connects like its own wi-fi network in a way they connect to each other you hardwire just one of them and it goes from there well you got to understand what channel that's running on because I actually had to change my Sonos net and then my Sonos started working properly. Mm. Right. So understand all the devices that you, it's a lot of work I know, but this is the time we're in when we start playing with these more advanced tools is mm-hmm. when things start breaking, you need to know why.
0: Hmm. Yeah, no, right on. You got me thinking now, like, you know, cause I had one time I had also mapped the, all the devices in the house by IP. I even captured their Mac address put what they were, where they were located, at this really nice spreadsheet. And then I think I had to change devices, and that all got reassigned. And the thought of going back into my router and manually assigning all those again, I was like, I'm not going to do it. So I don't actually know. Now, the Bitdefender gives me a good, gives me a really, really good readout of all the, you know, all the devices that are attached, and are they secure, and and do they have any vulnerabilities? It scans them for vulnerabilities, which is kind of cool. But I, yeah, that's like, you know, to your point, if I had to change them all again, there's some things that you're like, well, I'll just wait for it not to work and then I'll, <laughs> I'll find it. Right. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, a, yeah. Uh, well, it's, hmm. and that's one of those kinds of things like the meter, right? The, the, the meat thermometer that I have. Like you set that up once and you kind of forget about it. You change your SSID or whatever. It's Thanksgiving. You know, you go to grab that thing and you forget that it's six months ago. Cause you haven't yep. used it in six months, right? And it's that's always a frustrating you're like, Oh, okay, where's the app? Yeah. How do I find I've got to re you know, I gotta redo it and you're like, you know. Your your wife is looking at you like you moron. Just put the turkey on the <laughs> grill. You know, Jeez. it's true. Yeah. Right, right.
1: It's true. We overcomplicate yeah. sometimes. Uh, you. you know, but we love it. We we do yeah. and we do it again. We do it again.
0: Yeah. Well, we do it again. <laughs> we keep doing. <laughs> we keep doing it. Do you have any um? You got any big projects uh, uh, ahead that you're looking uh, looking forward to? Maybe the spring or summer. That uh you're kind of thinking you're you're gonna redo or anything, any projects like that?
1: Uh redoing no, this was probably the last major one. Like I redid my whole camera as we talked about that in the blue eye I- iris episode, and yeah. I did my Wi-Fi. And that was the major things. Now I'm kind of been in the phase of um adding features and improving certain experiences, you know. Um, and like one of the things I did this week is I created a tiler for my TV watching. So um, in the pro space, they were talking about these things called video tilers, and it takes multiple inputs and then gives you like a tiled, you know, you can watch like four channels at once, for example, right? And they were talking about it in the boxes, you know, the equipment's ten thousand, fifteen thousand dollars. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me see if I could do this with my setup. So I actually created something this week. Uh we talked about it on the show where uh it tiles multiple channels. I can watch multiple things at once through my interface, all controlled from the remote control and the guide and everything like that. It's a really cool project I put together, um, and it was just in time for March Madness. So I was watching multiple games at once, oh, yeah, flipping the nice. audio between. Oh, it was awesome nice. on the big TV. Um, you know, so those kind of pro- projects like that made TV viewing better. And I've yeah. been working on increasing things like that, making experiences better, and just adding features with a lot of the stuff I've implemented.
0: That's cool. Now, wait. You said March Madness. Would you guys have a March Madness where it's hockey and not no. basketball? <laughs> You're not watching American basketball. That's not violent enough.
1: Oh No, what yeah. do you mean? No, we watch it. I, 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 we used to have a pool in the office for it every year and stuff like that. <laughs> they don't like- let them fight. You know, I know, no, I know. There's no body
0: you, checking. You, I mean,
1: oh, one of the coaches, um, uh, <laughs> was a, uh, he threw a punch the other day that was exciting. Uh, one of the, um, was it Michigan's coach? Uh, yeah. You get,
0: you get thrown out for those kinds of things.
1: Yeah. But, you know, I, I like the college March Madness because those, mm-hmm. those kids play their heart out. They and it's do. more exciting than the NBA because the NBA guys are like, I'm already making 40 million. It's nice to have a title, you know, but those kids are playing for like their future.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, uh, go Gonzaga, you know. Yeah,
0: it's, listen, if, if um, in the, in the United States, if the college football, whatever they are, could get their act together, and do a playoff system. Cause I, I get with college football, I get, you know, after Thanksgiving, I don't really care after the, you know, after the championship uh, weekend. And then they do this weird bowl thing and I don't watch any of them. But yeah. man, I tell you what—last weekend, St. Patrick's Day, and I mean, we were watching one of them, not watching it. Weeger was, but we were following the Creighton game during the show. Like last week, yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's just a cool thing. So I wish we would get our college football on that system as opposed to, to. I mean, it works for the NFL. Why don't like? Why, why can't they do it for college football? Is there a big hockey? Is there a college? Hockey? How's that work in Canada? I mean, I know you guys are nuts about hockey. Besides the pro stuff, what's the what's the next level down?
1: Uh, is it OHL or I'm not sure the rankings of hockey in Canada. You're not really a Canadian. <laughs> i I've, I've, i am I drink, tim hortons. You. <laughs> I drink tim hortons every day but i mean yeah i I'm i don't, don't really you of your canadianness I, i'm more of a basketball fan and you know the raptors are canada's know. team right we, like yeah, toronto raptors whatever it's it's it's
0: almost like an enclave of the united states goes in and comes around for that it's you know uh you're not canadian you're just an american that lives in canada yeah, I'm disappointed I <laughs> with you, Gavin.
1: <laughs> I, I hear it from my neighbors too when they start talking hockey, and I'm like, I, I'm sorry, I didn't see the game.
0: <laughs> uh, I have for whatever reason, I've gotten I've gotten reintroduced to Letter Kenny over the last couple yeah. weeks, right? And I've just been watching all the shorts on, on YouTube. I'm not the whole episodes, but just the shorts, and it's just hilarious. And uh so it's it it is a it's a great reminder, and I know it's exaggerated. But it's a gr- it's just a great reminder of of how great Canada is, and so thanks for representing the United States strongly though with with basketball, <laughs> Gavin. Hey,
1: basketball was invented in Canada, so uh. that's true. Where <laughs> was it? Yeah, I thought it was, um, in, I thought
0: it was Kansas.
1: No, it was Nace. Was his Naismith? No, um, was he oh, a Canadian like I- inventor? Yeah, it was invented. Okay.
0: All right. Well, we have to fight on that one, but it's it's okay. I'll pull your shirt up and then just beat on
1: you. You're not allowed to fight. I only learned this other day, but uh, it's like um, an unwritten rule in hockey that if the guy doesn't drop his gloves, he can't punch him. Like that's the kind of like let's go drop the gloves. All right. right. Uh, And I was Mm -hmm. like. I didn't even know in that moment in time, I'm not thinking about his gloves. I was just going to hit him, (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, yeah, you know, you guys Uh,
0: actually have rules to war. There's a whole etiquette. There's a whole etiquette around hockey fighting, you know, and what you got to do. And, you know, every team's got that bruiser. Who's that, you know, this can't play hockey, but man, he's big and strong. He can knock people down. (laughs) It's, it's a lot. It's, it's its own great culture. One of the, uh, I love Olympic hockey because it's not as violent. You know, the, the NHL is just, it's a little over the top at times. Yeah. And, and, and I know, I'm sure in the Canadian leagues, it gets pretty rough, right? And they don't allow any of that in the Olympics. And it just makes, for, I, I, even though I joke about it, it just makes for a little bit better sport, not having people fighting, you know, yeah. out there, but uh, people love it. It's, you know, they go to a, they go to a hockey game and a fight breaks out, right? So oh, it's part of the sport. Yeah, yeah. it's totally, it's totally part. Of it. Everybody loves to see that. So yeah. Um, Gavin, if if folks wanted to contact you, what's the what's the best way to do that?
1: Um, on Twitter, I'm GVN Campbell, just in Gavin Campbell, but I took out the A and the I. Mm-hmm. Um, or Gavin at home is an email you can reach me at. You know, I'm also in the Discord chat. I'm watching there if yep. you mention me, yep. you know, so you can get a hold of me there.
0: Can do that, do that as well. And then make sure you subscribe to home tech uh, dot FM and, and listen to these guys. It's some really, it's some really good stuff. We're just goofing around here. They're actually serious over
1: there. <laughs> we goof around uh, over there too. Don't yeah, worry. We yeah, go you goof
0: around a little bit. You goof around. You're a little more serious than us over here. Though. We're, just, we're just blah, blah, blah. Kevin, thanks for coming on. Um, no uh, before we wrap it, um, I'm going to try a new kind of a new format at the end of uh, April. April 28th is a Thursday, uh, Thursday night. I want to do a tech news roundtable. And if, what I, what I kind of want to do is have listeners submit tech stories and be willing to come talk about them. And we'll just do kind of a news segment. I just want to try it once, see if it works. And so if you're listening to this, you're, whether you're listening live or you're listening on the podcast, and hopefully it's before the, the 28th of April, 2022, and you want to be on Home Gadget Geeks, like Gavin has been on here tonight, and you want to talk about some tech news stories. Um, I won't be able to take everybody. Um, I may not even get an email from anyone, but I'd love you guys, if you have a tech story you want to talk about, you can submit those as we get a little bit closer to it. Although by the time this comes out and some things goes on, you might want to submit them. But I'd love to get together and talk about just tech news in a roundtable round format uh, for an hour and a half or so send me an email, Jim at the average guy.tv. If you're interested in trying that, you got to have a story. I'll pick a few of those and have a few on. We'll give it a try. If it works, we'll do it again, but I'm just going to try it once again. That's April 28th, 2022, kind of a tech news round table. I want to give that format a try here. Just kind of trying to, Kevin, I'm experimenting with some new things. It's, it's nothing really, wrong with that. I feel like it's time to try it, try a few things different. Jim at the average guy. Dot TV. Don't forget, we are live every Thursday, eight PM Central. And and before I go into this, Gavin, again, thank you for coming out. Appreciate you spending time with me tonight and uh, and going through this. I so appreciate it.
1: Oh, no, I I really appreciate you having me on. And don't tell Mike, but I missed him, you know, tonight. I know. Don't let him know.
0: I know. know, Don't let him know. We definitely don't want to let him know. So, But I'll never (laughs) hear the end of it. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at TheAverageGuy.tv slash live. Don't forget TheAverageGuy.tv is powered by Maple Grove Partners. We had Christian on before. And actually, I have a Cyber Frontiers sitting in the queue that I was supposed to edit this week. That I just never got to. We'll get that out here eventually, but get secure, reliable, high speed hosting, and it's fast from people that you know and you trust. And of course, that's Christian. And so, plans start as little as $10 a month. He's he's going to be an inflation fighter and uh, not raise his prices. So, $10 a month gets you kind of some pretty great hosting. Check him out, maplegrovepartners.com. Send me an email for the Tech News Roundtable. And uh, we are back next week again, Cody. I, I got to learn his name before we do this. So Dean is joining us uh, next week. Kind of a different show where we're talking about a Kickstarter project that takes uh, takes water out of the atmosphere and makes it drinkable in up to 10 liters like that a day. Sounds kind of interesting. We're going to check it out next week. Join us live. Love to have a big crowd if you guys want to come out and join us live. Don't forget, theaverageguy.tv slash YouTube, Saturday noon central. want to thank you for joining us. We'll do a little bit of a post show for those that are staying around live. With that, we'll say goodbye.